0: Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our study of the Bible. Here, we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we have done 25 books of the Bible. And right now, we are handling the book of Ezekiel. And if you've not been able to listen to the podcast we've done straight from the book of Genesis, you can find them on all podcast platforms. That is Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, name it. You'll find it all there. And I believe the Lord shall speak to you even as you listen. Now, we are handling the book of Ezekiel. And we've got to some of, or part, or uh, the most interesting section of this book And I believe you shall learn a lot with it because now we enter seasons of prophecy. We enter seasons of uh, fulfillment of prophecy for Israel as a nation. And that's the section that we are going to handle. Looking at what has been prophesied, what is happening in the current time. What has been prophesied, what is uh, going on right now? as per what Ezekiel spoke in prophecy. And we shall be looking at that in some detail. And I believe it's going to be a very interesting season uh, for us to study in this part of the book. Now, we'll continue with chapter 35, where we stopped. Of course, here, they're still sending prophecy out to nations. And it says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Mount Sire, and prophesy against it, and say to it, Thus says the Lord God. Behold, I am against you, Mount Sire, and I will stretch out my hand against you and make you a desolation and a waste. He's saying, I'm going to mess you up just like he told all the other nations that we saw. Yeah? With Egypt, with Edom, all those that were against Israel, all those that were enemies of Israel, judgment came to them. And he says, I will lay waste your cities and you will become a desolation. Then you'll know that I am the Lord. Because, reason you have had everlasting enmity and have delivered the sons of Israel to the power of the sword at the time of their calamity, at the time of the punishment of the end. Therefore, as I live, declares the Lord God, I will give you over to bloodshed and bloodshed will pursue you since you have not hated bloodshed. Therefore, bloodshed will pursue you. If you don't hate bloodshed, then it comes after you. If you don't hate sin, then it starts becoming uh, one that walks with you. It, it comes after you. It walks after you. It's chasing you. Yeah? I'll make Mount Zion a western desolation and cut it off from the one who passes through and returns. I'll fill its mountains with its slain. On your hills and in your valleys and in all your ravines, those slain by the sword will fall. I'll make you an everlasting desolation and your cities will not be inhabited. Then... You will know that I am the Lord because you have said these two nations and these two lands will be mine and will possess them. Although the Lord was there, therefore, as I live, declares the Lord God. These people wanted to take over the slot of Israel. So he says, I'll show you and I'll deal with you according to your anger and according to your envy, which you showed because of your hatred against them. So I make myself known among them. Then when I judge you, then you'll know that I, the Lord, have declared all your revelings, which you have spoken against the mountains of Israel, saying they are laid desolate, they are given to us for food, and you have spoken arrogantly against me, and have multiplied your words against me. I have heard it. Thus says the Lord God, as all the earth rejoices, I will make you a desolation, saying as everyone else is having fun for you, you will be empty. There will be nothing in you. As you rejoice over the inheritance of the house of Israel because it was desolate, so I will do to you. Hmm? You rejoiced over the fall of my people, now do the same to you. Be a desolation, O Mount Sinai, and all Edom, all of it. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Chapter 36 Where things get interesting. And you, son of man, prophesy to the mountains of Israel. And say, O mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God. Because the enemy has spoken out, Aha! And the everlasting heights have become our possession. Therefore prophesy and say, Thus says the Lord God. For good reason, they have made you desolate and crushed you from every side that you would become a possession of the rest of the nations and you have been taken up in the talk and the whispering of the people. Therefore, all mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, to the mountains and the hills, to the rivers and to the valleys, to the desolate wastes and to the forsaken cities, which have become a prey and a derision of the rest of the nations, which are round about you. Therefore, thus says the Lord Surely in the fire of my jealousy, I have spoken against the rest of the nations and against all Edom who appropriated my land for themselves as a possession, with wholehearted joy and with scorn of soul to drive it out for a prey. He goes on and says, therefore prophesy concerning the land of Israel and say to the mountains and to the hills, the rivers and to the valleys, thus says the Lord God, behold, I've spoken in my jealousy and in my wrath because you have endured the insults of nations. Therefore, thus says the Lord, I have sworn that surely the nations which are all around you will themselves endure their insults. But you, O mountains of Israel, you will put forth your branches and bear your fruit for my people, for they will soon come. For behold, I am with you, I am for you and I will turn to you and you will be cultivated and sown. God is speaking great things for Israel here. Things that are going to come and be for Israel. Things that Israel is going to witness and see. And he's speaking to them. Hmm? And he says, I will multiply men on you, all the house of Israel, all of it. The cities will be inhabited and the worst places will be rebuilt. I will multiply on you man and beast. And they will increase and they will be fruitful. And I will cause you to be inhabited as you were formerly and will treat you better than at the first. Thus you will know that I am the Lord. Yes, I will cause men, my people Israel, to walk on you and possess you so that you will become their inheritance and never again bereave them of children. Thus says the Lord God, because they said to you, you are a Devourer of men and have bereaved your nation of children, therefore you will no longer devour men and no longer bereave your nation of children. This the Lord. I will not let you hear insults from the nations anymore. Now, I want you to listen what he's telling them, yeah, because we are going to discuss this. He's telling them that good times are ahead, good times are coming. He's talking to them at a the time of captivity, but prophesying the future. He's talking to them at a time where things look hopeless, but speaking about the future. says, Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel was living in their own land, they defiled it by their ways and their deeds. Their way before me was like the uncleanness of a woman in her impurity. Therefore, I poured out my wrath for them and shed on them because they defiled it with idols. Also, I scattered them among nations. And they were dispersed through the lands. According to their ways and their deeds, I judged them. When they came to the nations where they went, they profaned my holy name. Because of it, it was said to them, these are the people of the Lord, yet they have come out of his land. But I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations. God is saying, I had concern for you. For my sake. Because his name, when people were looking at Israel, were saying, what has happened to the nation of the Lord? What has happened to the people of the Lord? What has happened to these of the Lord? The ones we read of, the ones we hear of, uh, everybody is saying they are the chosen of the Lord. They are the mighty ones of the Lord. Yeah? And because of what they did, God said, I'll make you desolate. I'm going to punish you. He sends them out into exile. And they are gone. And there's not much to know from them, all about them. And here it's very clear that God judged Israel. God said, I'll bring judgment upon you, Israel, because of what you've done. But that was not going to be the case forever. But desolation, the period of judgment they had to go through. Now, a writer, Mark Twain, writes in 1867. About Israel, just to give you a picture of what this place was like, yeah, over years. We need to know that when this prophecy is coming out, it's not saying that it's going to happen tomorrow or a year from then or a few months from then. Ezekiel is speaking, that's about in the middle of the sixth century before Christ, and he's speaking about this, he's telling them about what is coming. Yeah, and it's not going to happen immediately. Sometimes promises of God are given, and they will not happen in your generation. I know we all want to hear good things and uh, excitement that this is going to happen. It may be your children who enjoy it. Now, the people he's talking to and telling them that you're going to see this goodness, that you're going to see this uh, prophecy come to pass, that you're going to see God help you recover, it's going to happen. That's a fact. But it was not going to happen very soon. Because we see this is a time of Babylon that he's speaking, uh, the time that he t- is telling them uh, about this prophecy. It's a time of Babylon. It's Babylon that is a superpower. It's Babylon that has them under captivity. But after Babylon came Persia. Of course, during the time of Persia, you get... Uh, the Israelites being uh, taken back home, say, "Okay, you can go back home." They have a second temple that is rebuilt. Yeah, that's that sounds good. But still, there is not that much autonomy. They don't have that much liberty and freedom. The Persians after them, you you see the Greeks coming. Alexander the Great. Still, they are under some level of control. They don't have the autonomy anymore. From them. You see the Romans. You see all the other empires that came on. And Israel was not having fun. So this prophecy was not going to be fulfilled in the next few days or years. This was going to take close to 2,000 years to come to pass. And it's prophecy that is being spoken here to them by Ezekiel. But these are events that are coming 2,000 plus years that they will see this joy that they are talking about. So as far as this period is concerned, it is desolation. Israel is under attack for years to come. Israel, by the way, at one point was considered a terrorist group that they started to look for them and hunt them down to kill them. No wonder they don't have so many uh, in their population right now, like you may have other nations, but they've been killed at a great, great. I think last time I checked, they're about fifteen or something million Jews. But you find that there's been a lot that has been going on with them and persecution that happened straight from the ancient years, and when God gives them prophecy, of course it will come to pass. Well, that's the beauty with God, that he says it will come to pass, and it will come to pass, indeed. Now here, they are told that they will be desolate, but hope is coming. Up to 1867, yeah, Mark Twain, a writer here, writes of them when he goes to visit them, and says, a desolate country whose soil is rich enough but he's given over wholly to weeds. Now, he has gone to Israel, the area of Israel. This is 1867. Thousands of years, yeah? Hundreds of years after Ezekiel prophesies. And he's saying, this place is filled with weeds, a silent, mournful expanse. A desolation is here that not even imagination can grace With the pomp of life and action. He's talking about Israel. He says you can't imagine what is happening in this place. Yeah. We never saw a human being on the whole route. They were not seeing people. People are taken away. And this they were told that they will take you into exile. You will be scattered all over the earth. This is what is happening at this point. Yes, they are not in exile in 1867, but they've been scattered across the entire world, uh, across the earth, and they've been sent there. And this man who is in their land at this point says, I didn't see anybody on the route. There was hardly a tree, or a shrub, anywhere. It had become like a desert. This is 1867. Even the olive and the cactus, those first friends of the worthless soil, had almost deserted the country. Now, the olive, the cactus, those are things that survive in all um, environment, in all climate. But even these that should survive in the soil that is considered worthless or poor soil, they were not there. You would scarcely see them. That's how desolate Israel had become. Had become and God had told them clearly about that. I'll make you desolate. And it scares when God says, I'll deal with you. Because when he comes to deal with you, he deals with you in full measure. This he had done for Israel. And this was happening hundreds of years. And this was a place that was always filled with uh, vines, filled with uh, crops and fruits and great and over years. We shall look into, uh, hopefully, into these wars and uh, the life that Israel went through even after the captivity of Babylon up until where we are and we will see the image and picture of Israel. It's important to understand Israel if you want to understand the Bible. Yeah. So here Mark Twain is practically saying that place uh uh there's nothing it will be but and there's a promise to them that we have read God promising them and saying, you shall be great again. Hmm? You shall have and you shall see the good things again. Do not be afraid. He tells them. "Yeah," And he makes promise to them. But up from that time that Ezekiel speaks until when they see that promise come to pass, when Israel is made a nation in 1948. 1948. That's when they receive independence again as a nation to live in freedom and in liberty. And where all the people that had been scattered now return to their own place. And that place, by the way, they had to sit summits and meetings to say, let us apportion this slot for Israel. They had a huge junk of space, but then they ended up with just a small section. From miles and miles and square miles of land, they just had a few that were left for them to occupy. But still, that prophecy comes to pass in 1948 of that which the Lord shall do for them. Yeah, And uh, it's good news for them because hope returns to the people of Israel. Verse 22, Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, It is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for my holy name which you have profaned, among the nations where you went. Hmm? He says, I'm doing it for my name. Everything that we do is for God. Everything that we do, we represent God. And God is concerned, by the way, when his name is being profaned, when it's being taken for granted, when people are laughing. God is concerned. Yeah? And uh, here, he says, I'll do it for my own sake, for my own name. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. People have seen you worship other gods. And they'll be like, oh, so their God is not that strong. When people see you and witness you doing things that don't make sense, they're like, hey, is that the Christian we know? Yeah? How come they are now doing this? Is their God not strong? They used to pray all the time saying God will deliver them. What happened? And people would be wondering, But God says, for my own sake, Israel, though you've done all that uh, stuff, I will come out for the sake of my name. For I will take you from the nations, gather you from all the lands, and bring you into your own land. This affair happens in 1948. After hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, over 2,500 years later, that's when it happens that God prophesies, uh, brings to pass the prophecy of Ezekiel and brings them back from where they have been scattered and brings them back to their own land. It says, then I'll sprinkle clean water on you and you'll be clean. I'll cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Moreover, I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you and will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you be careful to observe my ordinances. This is a promise he makes that I'll put my spirit within you. That is something that we have seen and we've witnessed with the Holy Spirit in us. There's a promise that comes, I'm giving you a new heart. I'm giving you a new spirit. I'm making you new. Yeah? He's making things better for them. Yeah? And Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if a man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, things have become new. That's what he tells them. I'm going to make you new. I'm changing everything. And he says, you will live in the land that I gave to your forefathers. So you will be my people and I'll be your God. Moreover, I will save you from all your uncleanness. And I'll call for the grain and multiply it. And I will not bring a famine. On you. I'll multiply the fruit of the tree and the produce of the field so that you will not receive again the disgrace of famine among the nations. Now, first struck today as we speak, Israel has become the most, one of the most successful nations on this planet. When we read about them, when we know about how they are right now, they are one of the most successful nations. They are a nation of God, for crying out loud. And here he's telling them that I will multiply the fruit of the tree and the produce of the field. As we speak, they are the top exporter of fruit in Europe. Citrus and all other fruits and vegetables. Yeah, They are the top exporter in Europe. This shows you that this will happen. Prophecy will come to pass. 70% of that which they produce is exported to all continents, not even just Europe. And uh, we, when, we, when we read, we know they make over $1.3 billion just out of agricultural exports every year. This is something that has been spoken that it will come to pass for Israel. And here we see it come to pass even today. Here he told them, you will have fruit. And today they are the top exporter of fruit. This didn't happen. They were not top exporter in the uh, uh, 1000 AD. Yeah? All uh, 2000 AD. No. After the time that the prophecy shall come to pass in the given time, as we speak today, this has come to pass. Sometimes you need to let God work. There are things God has told you. And you're afraid and you're saying, will they come to pass? Will it even happen? Will it come to pass? Has God really said this about me? Will it come to pass? But God makes a promise and says, I'll see it come to pass in your life. Israel, when we speak of agriculture today, they come and they are spoken of. Their land like Mark Twain saw, poor soil, nothing is really coming out of the ground. Even the cactus struggles to grow there. They invent drip irrigation and they get those desert areas and make them fertile fields. This is invented by the Jews themselves, the people of God. yeah. And now God says, I'll bring you back. I'll bring you back wherever you are in Asia, in Europe, in Africa, wherever you've been scattered, I will bring you back when you've been hopeless. And now I'll bring you back and you are going to blossom. I'm going to pull you back and you're going to see the greatness of God. You're going to see how I work for you. You're going to witness how good your God is. And he brought them back. And when he brings them back, They are top exporters in agriculture. A land that Mark Twain said was hopeless. The soil was bad. There was nobody on the streets. The cactus could not even grow, which should even grow anywhere. It couldn't grow there today. They are top exporters of fruit, of vegetables. 70% provided on the world market. And now, earning billions out of it. And coming out with strategies of how you can farm. In a desert place. If not for God, it will not happen. But they are blessed nation of God. And prophecies given by Ezekiel hundreds, hundreds of years ago, and today we see it come to pass. 2022. We see this come to pass. They were gathered back 1948. They became a nation. They started to blossom. They started to grow. And we shall see a lot more about what Israel has achieved. But here he says, I'll multiply the fruit of your tree. That he has done. We have seen it. And says, Then you remember your evil ways and your deeds that were not good. And you loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and your abominations. I'm not doing this for your sake, declares the Lord. Saying, I'm not doing it for you. Let it be known to you. Be ashamed and confounded for your ways, O house of Israel. That says the Lord God. On the day that I cleanse you from all your iniquities, I'll cause the cities to be inhabited. That happens. And it's not even just inhabited by them, but people fly to Israel to go and see uh, the wonders there, to see the walls, to see the, the archaeology, to see the history that has been built, to see places uh, that make the Christian faith And they go there and fly. And those cities are always inhabited. They're filled right now. And the worst places will be rebuilt. Places that were not uh, considered habitable anymore. Right now. When you fly there is where you sleep. In the big good hotels. Good places. That you read of in the Bible. And you say that one was broken down. And the walls were burnt down. That's where now you book for a week. To stay and eat good food, they will be inhabited, waste places will be rebuilt. That we see it has come to pass for Israel. And it says the desolate land will be cultivated instead of being a desolation in the sight of everyone who passes by. Mark Twain passed by and it was a desolation. Today, it's a top exporter. Today it is made of gold. When people pass by they enjoy they love. And he goes and says, they will say, this desolate land has become like the Garden of Eden. And the West desolate and ruined cities are fortified are inhabited. If Mark Twain was alive today and passed through Israel, he would give a totally different report from the one he gave in 1867. Because this is now a place perfect that they they, they are equaling it or giving it a resemblance to the garden of Eden. Of course, this is just speech. Um, The garden of Eden may may not be on the same level, but they are trying to show you that this is how much God has moved them. This is how much God has helped them. And it says these will be cities that are fortified and inhabited. As far as security is concerned, Israel is fortified. Israel has great military intelligence. Uh, It's also a great and top exporter of war machinery. Yeah, So, they produce. They are safe in their own place right now. And says, Then the nations that are left around about you will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt their own places, and planted that which was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken and I'll do it. Thus says the Lord God, this also I'll let the house of Israel ask me to do for them. I'll increase their men like a flock, like the flock for sacrifice, like the flock at Jerusalem during their appointed visit. So will the west cities be filled with flocks of men. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Prophecy gets fulfilled. Doesn't matter. Sometimes it takes long. But prophecy gets fulfilled. For Israel, this was spoken by Ezekiel years ago, hundreds of years ago. And those who had him prophesy must have said, why isn't it happening Ezekiel? What's the problem? But the promise was, it will come to pass. And this has come to pass. We have seen it come to pass. By the grace of God, you will see what has been prophesied into your life, and it will all come to pass. Just wait. Oh, God, Lord. We shall pause there today and continue tomorrow with this great exposition. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your guidance. We pray that you help us, build us, grow us, and help us learn that you are always there for us all the days of our lives. May we always have and not lack. May we see that which has been prophesied come and pass into our lives today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.